Planning a Disney World or Universal Studios vacation is not an easy feat. Between Genie Plus, advanced dining reservations, park tickets, hotel accommodations, and more, you're looking at hours upon hours of work when it comes to booking your vacation. Wouldn't you like your vacation to feel more like a vacation, though? Then let Zip Travel give you a hand. Zip Travel can not only save you hours of time and headaches by booking your hotel accommodations, getting the park tickets, booking the dining reservations, and a plethora of other things you need for your vacation. They can also save you money by finding the rates and discounts available during your trip. They are a great resource you can also lean on with any questions or situations that arise related to your vacation. But you know what the best part about all of this is? Their services are completely 100% free. Not only are their services free, but Zip Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner and an officially earmarked gold Disney travel agency. In fact, they are the travel agency that Jamie and I use exclusively to book our numerous trips that we take to Disney World, Universal Studios, and any other place in the world. They book it all for us. We lead super busy lives and they make it so much easier by handling all the trip planning details for us. We know they will do the same for you. In fact, we believe in them so much, we're willing to throw in some extras if you book your next vacation through Zip Travel. If you book at least a three-night vacation package, you'll receive from us a free t-shirt, $10 in CTM shop credit, and a goodie gift basket waiting for you at the front desk of your hotel. So to book your next trip and save time, money, and your sanity, head to travelwithzip.com today. Again, that's travelwithzip.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. My name is Jared Lee, and I'm joined, as usual, by my lovely wife, Jamie Lee. So, Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Jared. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm feeling somewhat... December's a busy, crazy month for us for a lot of reasons, but mm -hmm. I feel do feel accomplished in that I did get all of the Christmas lights up and good operational. Job. Yes. Yes. And because we had, we had some inflatables in the front yard, and sadly, our, uh, our, our Mickey uh, just... He didn't crapped, work. He crapped out this year. He we'd had him for was our second year? Ye no, third. Third, okay. It was the third year. So we tried. We tried to uh to let him to work, but we couldn't. So we got a smaller Mickey. So well, Mickey's giant. Yeah. Or Minnie's giant and then Mickey's yeah. smaller. He's a little it's short, fine. But yeah. Because so those things like once they go out, I don't I don't really think there's any way to fix them. But uh Yeah. Yeah, I did that and then and then I I guess we're now becoming uh and I think I blame you for this. Or actually I blame our daughter for this. But by like getting into Legos now. You can blame both of us because yeah. I do like so them too. I, a few months you may have remembered, we went to the Lego store like, I don't know, two, three months ago. I, d I got the Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet Lego. And mm -hmm. I just now was like, you know what? I, I'm going to put this together. Like, see, and actually, it's actually, I get why you like it. It's kind of relaxing. Oh, like I was telling you, it was like a puzzle. It's like a yeah. puzzle. So like I, I like just puzzles. chilled out and listened to some music and I like, put it together. And I was like, oh. So, I mean, if you're looking on YouTube, you can see this, but it's, uh, I've got step two of three done. So I just need to get the. I think the fingers on there, but it looks really cool. Mm -hmm. Looks good. I only had one time where I had to have Jamie's help. Just once. Because I was following the directions. You guys ever done Legos? You follow the directions, 
like I can put together <laughs> IKEA furniture and stuff like that all day long. I have zero problems. But like I got to one point, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. And I finally would just like I was just like, can you look at this? Because I'm new to Legos a little bit, and yeah, I think I I don't know one thing I think I messed up on. But that's the thing: if you mess up on one part at the very end of it, it's going to be a it's not going to work. Oh, you have to like it's a disaster, and you're like, oh, and you throw it against the wall. Yeah. Yeah, that would not be good. No. <laughs> but I do enjoy Legos, and I'm hoping maybe I'll get some for Christmas. You might have maybe, some coming your way. I don't know. Between me and your mom, you um, might have some coming maybe. your way. I did drop a hint <laughs> to Jamie because I did find there's a Optimus Prime Lego set mm-hmm. that transforms into the truck. Yes. Uh, I didn't know that existed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I perhaps need that in my life, so we'll see. But yeah. So <laughs> Legos are apparently coming anything. The only thing I'm worried about is like once they're done, like I, do you glue them? Do people glue them? People people glue them together. But how do you glue them together? Do you take it apart and redo it or just like No, a, you hot glue them as you do it. I mean the thing that mess up that's that's it. the risk. You know, that's the risk. Can you not you just like up? spray something Because here's my fear. Our <laughs> son too. is gonna find it and just destroy it and uh Yeah. But anyways, that's I, I don't know what to do with it once it's done. Maybe we get a, display a dis- it. You can put uh, like shelves or something. Yeah, I think they look good. I don't know if getting into Legos with a three and a six year old is the best choice for us. I think but. it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But anyways, that's what's happening with us. On top of uh, you know staying busy with with shirts and candles and things like that. So, Which, by the way, thank you to everybody that ordered. Yes, thank you for very Black much. Friday, for Cyber Monday, uh, throughout November into December. It's been. It's been our it's been our best year by far. So we really appreciate oh, yeah, all the yeah. all the uh, support and the Listen, patronage. You've, you've kept me plenty busy in the garage listening yes. to <laughs> Ancient Apocalypse Christmas songs. I've I've learned a lot, <laughs> a lot of audiobooks, Just oh, you know, keeping you busy. Yeah. So not only am I fulfilling orders, I'm learning as I do it. But we're still, you know, we're still selling shirts um, up until I mean we're up until the end of the year. I mean and beyond. But our guaranteed Christmas date. It's December 14th. That's like the cutoff where you guarantee you're going to get it for Christmas. If you order after that, there is absolutely no guarantee. So if you still want to order shirts, ctmshirts.com is where to go. And yes. you can get your Christmas shirts still. And you can still get, uh, we're doing 15% off between now and uh, Christmas. So you just use the promo code Christmas. So you can save a little bit of money as absolutely. well. Not as much as Black Friday, but you can still save some some money. And I guess I should mention... Um, you know, in terms of toward the end of the year here, mm-hmm. what our schedule's like. So um, we will take the last week off, like through the week of Christmas, we will actually take off for the show. So we won't have any shows uh, from the 25th to the 31st. So Great. we're going to go back to Missouri uh, during that time period as well. And it's the one week we get off per year. Pretty much. So, so our, our last show is the 22nd, um, that Thursday in December. And then we'll be back with a new Trip Tales on G- uh, January 2nd. Yes. That Monday. And then the new, the January 5th will be the first new show of the year. That is it. So if, that you're, is correct. if you're looking during the end of the year, that's what it's looking like. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, if we're Club 30, well, we might do a live stream or something around the holidays for Club 32, something like that. But yeah, in terms mm-hmm. of actual show shows, that's mm-hmm. that's what it looked like there. So, but, uh, but speaking of Club, well, we do have uh, some news we're going to talk about, including. Mm-hmm. Uh, a rumored potential replacement for Iger. We'll see what we think about that and if we think it's going to happen. And we are going to talk about our homecoming brunch that we had uh, a few weeks ago. Yes, it's been like a month. I remember it vividly, though. <laughs> okay, and we will great. talk about it. But great. before we do that, uh, if, like we said, if you want even more content, uh, if you want to help contribute to the show and uh, 
you know, be a exclusive member, uh, you can join Club 32. And that's our private group where we do a lot of extra content. Uh, one of the main things we do is uh, we record episodes on Wednesday nights and we always go live in Club 32 and we chat. So we chatted in Club 32 for probably 45 minutes uh, before mm-hmm. we're doing that. And we're live currently. So you can watch the show early, early access, you know, interact with us that way. Uh, we also have exclusive shows on there. Like we have Cool Kids Kitchen where we do a monthly uh, live stream where we make a Disney dish. We have Cool Kids Kit, or excuse me, we already talked about it. We have the Speakeasy. We just go live, grab a drink, maybe a cigar, hang out and talk. There's the Club 32 show, which is Ask Us Anything. Uh, you know, if you've got whatever it is, if you've got a trip coming up, you need advice on things, whatever, you can do it there. And then we have a private podcast feed, uh, early access to Trip Tales. There's 20% off of CTM Apparel and 1901 Candle Company products all year round. And uh, there's music loops on the private podcast feed. And there's a private Facebook group as well. So you can go to so much. So much stuff. So you can go to ctmvip.com and you got monthly or yearly options you can do there. Plus, we do live streams when we're in the parks. So, like this weekend, we're going to be in Disney. Uh, We will do live streams when we're in the parks and some of the resort tours and things like that. So, again, a lot of extra content and it continues to help us to, you know, grow this show and and, uh, do all that stuff. So, again, ctmvip.com is where you would go for that. So. All right. Well, let's get to the news. Uh, the first okay. story we have is, uh, I don't remember, I think it was uh, Deadline posted this. This I is where so. I saw it initially. Mm-hmm. But, uh, CFO Christina McCarthy uh, is, is rumored to be either the next contender or one of the next contenders for CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Yes. So as we talked about previously, it was reported that she was may have been <laughs> instrumental in the firing of Bob Chapek. Again, this is not confirmed. This is just kind of what's out in the zeitgeist. It's in the ether. It's in the ether. Um, so we don't know if that's true or not, but it seems like she's she's kind of working her way up to CEO, maybe. Um, she has been the CFO since 2015. And before that, um, from 2000 to 2015, she served as the treasurer of the Walt Disney Company. Um, Dana Walden, chair of Disney and general entertainment content is expected to be, maybe be a contender. And Josh Giamaro is still thrown in there as a name to be in the running. So we got possibly three that may step up to the CEO plate, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think the next CEO of Disney, I have some strong thoughts about this. Okay. The very, the next CEO needs to be a visionary type. It needs to be an Eisner type. Mm-hmm. I think, and I've been saying this for a while, Disney is not, they've got a lot of issues a lot that, that need some strong leadership to navigate the waters. Disney Plus, one of them, mm-hmm. they clearly have some issues on the movie side that mm-hmm. blends in with Disney Plus. The parks are very strong right now, but there is a lot of negative sentiment that is building in the parks that could cause some issues if not, uh, you know, handled appropriately. And I just think, uh, you know, Christina McCarthy is a money manager. She's mm-hmm. a financial person. We already did that with JPEG. I don't think a money person is going to be the person that is that is the smart choice to lead Walt Disney Company, given everything that it has. Uh, I personally don't think it's going to be her. I think at this point, what you're hearing is just, you know, this would have been assumed anyways. These are kind of the mm-hmm. top people in the company. Uh, I don't know much about... Uh, Dana Waldron, um, you know, Josh DiMauro, he's a fan favorite. I don't know how much he's considered. 
Uh, he's, you know, he probably needs some seasoning. And I, I mentioned this before. If, if he is moved to another area, that could be them really considering him. Because, I, you know, oh, mm-hmm. what I've heard is he needs more uh, to, experience. To well, he needs some other aspects of the business. I and mean, again, uh, a CEO okay. of Disney is not, it's not just the theme parks. It's the movies. It's Disney Plus. It's ABC. It's, it's ESP. And it's mm-hmm. all these moving things. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying you need a visionary type person for this because, you know, Chapek was a money guy. He was a spread, you know, as I always called him, he's Moneyball. He was just going to go off a spreadsheet. And, you know, Christina McCarthy, in, in, from what I've seen, is the same ilk in that in that way. And not to mention, she's not going to fare well as, you know, with the Disney World people, given that she basically said Disney World fans could, uh, you know, lose a few pounds when, when talking about cutting food uh, portion, portion sizes. sizes. Yeah, so, she basically fat shamed yeah, a whole bunch a, of people. It's not a really good look. And say what Mm-mm. you will about Iger, anybody? Iger's smooth, and he wouldn't make that mistake. And I don't even think yeah. Chapek as unsmooth as he was, I don't think he would make that mistake. I mean, he might. I don't know. He wasn't the smoothest. But, um, yeah, I, no. I just I don't think it should be her. I, I think I, – I don't know enough about DMRO in terms of – he's kind of an unknown. Like, he, he's definitely – he's slick. But yeah. don't know his leadership capabilities. I personally think – you go outside the company. And I think that's probably what they'll do. If mm-hmm. I were to guess and bet, I would say probably outside the company is where they'll end up going. But. Well, thinking about like in history, the most growth, like you say, visionary type, the most creative growth, the most growth in the parks, you know, obviously you have Walt and Roy, you mm-hmm. know, they kind of work together. They built, they built Disneyland, they built Walt Disney world, you know, after he passed. Um, but after that, it you know there it was kind of it was kind of stagnant like it didn't there wasn't a ton of growth until yeah. until Eisner and Frank Wells came in yeah. and then and then I mean from the time that that Eisner in eighty I think it was eighty six eighty five eighty six came in until he until he left in two thousand five how much that company grew in that amount of time and how like the animation Walt well, Disney animation alone. Yeah. Like exploded. And that's what I was going to bring up too. We had like many, many more resort, resort hotels being built in Disney World. Yeah. Like he took it from like, okay, you could go to Disney World for like a few days here and there to, oh, this is a destination. Like this is a destination vacation where you can like, you're going to get this experience. Customer service too. Yeah. Shot up, you know? So, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to be, to be said about, a person that Eisner was. I know people didn't, some people didn't like him. I, you know, I don't know much about that part of it, but I, I would say like his type of, of, you know, what he saw for how Disney specifically Disney world could, could, could be like, I think we need someone like that for the parks. Now I don't, I don't know what doesn't, you know, what they're thinking as far as that goes, but. Well, I think, I think that dynamic actually works pretty well for, because one thing you need is, uh, you need somebody who's willing to go against the board and Eisner would do that. Mm-hmm. And it worked really well with Frank Wells because I think a lot of times you need creative people, you need visionary people, but they also need to be reined in to a degree. And then you have mm-hmm. the people that are money people. They need to be pushed a little bit sometimes. This is why yeah. like, I think it's not a bad concept to have that type of almost setup. Now the issue you run into is egos and people that can actually handle that before you get infighting and, you know, Game of Thrones stuff going on. But if you can set that up, I think it's a great dynamic because especially with Disney, it's just a different type of company. There's so many things going on. And I think someone where you've got an Eisner type or a visionary person and then you have a money person that can handle the board a little bit 
and and sell stuff. That would be a great way to do it. I, I don't, you know, Iger is, he's not as much of a visionary. He's definitely slick. You know, he present. you know, he, he definitely has a way of, and you're already seeing that in some of the PR stuff of like smooth, things are coming out differently than they did under JPEG. You can already see the little polish to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what Disney needs though. They need somebody who is willing to look at it and say, basically tell the shareholders, your profits currently in this next quarter, I don't really much care about. I care about in 10, 15 years. And that's how you have mm-hmm. to think. And you have to balance that. And that's why it's important to have, you know, yeah, people got mad at Eisen. They said he was a jerk. Okay, well, it's not about being liked necessarily. It's just somebody who's effective. And every CEO in the world probably on some level is probably a jerk. Um, <laughs> you know, some of the most effective people, like Michael Jordan was a jerk. But, I mean, he was great at what he did. So it's not about being liked as much as it's just somebody who's willing to sometimes tell the board no. Because the board just wants profits right now. Right, and all they care about right. is the share price. And when you're only fixated on the share price, which is what Disney has been for the past at least five to ten years – you start losing that magic that there's certain things, the little things that made Disney what Disney was starts getting lost because it all gets spread, you know, looks at it at a spreadsheet instead of saying we do these little things, it'll add up. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's what's needed. And I don't yeah. know if they'll do that. I don't, they recognize that's what they need. Um, but, but in terms of a CEO, you know, yeah. we'll see if any of the contenders are going to be, you know, an Eisner type, which I like, like, I think we agree is what we need. But. Well, and Disney needs you need to rebuild Imagineering. Mm-hmm. They definitely need to do something about animation because I read another article talking about Universal is is beating Disney in animation, and people want to think that sounds crazy. What do you mean beating them in in box office? Oh, okay, for twenty twenty two. For the past few years, I've read I oh. forget the whole thing, but Minions, I mean, the clearly Minions, is one of the best right. movies they've had. Disney has two straight animated movies that have flopped. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel's still strong, but Marvel and there's there's another report coming out that Marvel's reevaluating phase five and six because mm-hmm. of what they're calling quote unquote poor quality potentially. Yikes. So there's a lot of things about Disney that need some better, in my opinion, better leadership that is more than just looking at the bottom line of money. It's looking mm-hmm. at it and saying, we need to bring in them. Eisner was great about bringing in talent, yeah. recognizing talent, bringing it in, you know, all that stuff. So I just think that's what's needed. We'll see what happens. I'm not necessarily holding my breath. That that's what's going to happen, but I, I think that's what's needed. All right. All right. Uh, the next news story we have is that uh, changes are coming to Genie Plus, and they seem like they can actually be very helpful. Yeah. So uh, when the new update rolls around for the app, for the My Disney Experience app, you'll be able to modify Lightning Lane reservations without having to cancel and rebook. Uh, this change will be available... Um, it should be next week, I think, as early as next week. Uh, you can also change the size of your party with the modif- modifi- modifying the time or the attraction. Um, the modification function is only allowed to be used if changing the reservation within the same park. So, like, if you were in Epcot and you wanted to change it to Hollywood Studios, you would have to cancel and rebook. You can't just modify it mm. for whatever reason. Um, the 120-minute rule is not affected by the modification. So, if, like... I guess if you booked a, a reservation at one time and then you modified it like an hour later, it's still going to keep that original timestamp of when you made the first one. So it's not going to like reset the 120 minute rule. Um, this does not include individual Lightning Lane reservations, by the way. So it's just the Genie Plus reservations. Okay. So 
Um, uh, this will be good because there's a lot of people that have like seen a time pop up that they wanted more. Let's say like, let's say you booked Peter Pan at noon, let's say 12. And you're like, you're, you're refreshing the app, refreshing the app and you'll see a 10 o'clock open. You're like, oh my gosh, I want that. You have to like go in, cancel your 12 o'clock and then have to go back into the app in the same part and then rebook it for the 10 a.m. Well, by the time you actually see the 10 a.m. or it could be gone. It could be gone. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have nothing. And then you have nothing. So modify and, and rebook is going to save you a lot of time, a lot of a lot of aggravation, and a lot of instances where you might just miss out on a on a spot that you weren't fast enough for. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's definitely something you would think that would be something that was already part of the system. But yeah, yeah. it definitely can uh, make the guest experience a bit better, I would say. So. How many times have we used Genie Plus in the last year? Because it's been around for about a year, a little over a year. How many times have you said we've bought it? Uh, I can think of five or six times. I was going to say, it's less than 10. Yeah. And we go to the, the parks all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, like, do we need to buy it every time? Maybe, maybe not. Um, well, it depends on what it just depends need. on what we're doing, but it depends like, on what you need. I need as well, right? But if it's easier to do these kind of things with it, like if it, if they make it more streamlined, a little easier to to you know access the reservations and make changes, then I'll be more apt to use it. You know. Yeah. So I agree. So moving on. All right. Uh, next one we have is Space Mountain has revised their rider policy. Uh, there's not a lot yeah. to say about this, but it's basically uh, that. What handheld or loose articles, including cell phones and cameras, are not permitted while riding. Yeah, that's on the sign now. So items must be secured on the person in vehicle storage pouch or left with a non-rider. My um, only, th- you know, this this reminds me of Universal, like right off the bat. Universal rides are very particular about what you can take on rides. Uh, most notably, Velocicoaster. Velocicoaster, you cannot have any loose items on your person at all. Like you have to go through metal detectors and everything that's loose on you has to go in lockers. This ride is so intense that they are they're definitely afraid that someone's gonna just drop something and going at so such high speed you're just gonna like hit somebody in the head or right. injure somebody. I think maybe they're seeing a lot of instances on Space Mountain where people are, have like their phones out and they drop them or they drop their sunglasses and being it's a roller coaster in the dark. Yeah. Maybe it's just not well, a safe thing. And I'm like, I'm okay with this. Like, this is okay. I mean, like, be I'm one, okay with this. It'll be, one, it'll be interesting to see if it, it spreads to other rides. I definitely think it will. Um, I definitely think it will. But, I mean, that one, too. Like, you're in the dark. Like, I don't know what you're going to get on film. I mean, unless the lights came on. Right. Sometimes it happens. But right. Yeah. So, interesting change. It makes you yeah. wonder if something has happened multiple times there. I bet it has. I think I could see this moving to um, Rock and Roller Coaster, too. Because it goes upside down, and it's in the dark as well. Yeah. I could see it moving there. Um, I don't know about the other roller coasters. Because, you know, Disney's not a super intense roller coaster par- or uh, resort, but, you know. Yeah. It's possible. So, anyway, just FYI, next time you go to f- go to Red Space Mountain, just leave everything with the non-rider or in a locker. Or if you're like me, you got a fanny pack. You just tuck that thing in the fanny that pack. That is absolutely correct. That fanny pack. It's a lifesaver. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. The next one we have is that when Tron does open in the Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, it will have a virtual queue and individual lightning lanes, uh, lightning lane options to, when it opens. So, no standby. So it's going to be like Guardians. So does that mean Guardians will drop off a virtual queue and just have because usually they just have one at a time? 
Um, oh, well, they do two virtual. You know what? I don't know because at the time, I don't know. See, the thing is, I, I bet Guardians drops off because we were there uh, the last time we were at Epcot, and it was like 4 or 5 in the afternoon, and they there were still available spots for Guardians in the yeah. virtual queue. There were. So I don't think it des- necessarily needs it. So I wouldn't be surprised if Guardians just goes to normal standby and have Lightning Lane and, and Genie Plus maybe. I don't know. Well, not Genie Plus, but I'll have Lightning Lane. I don't know. I, Yeah, I think it'll still be individual Lightning Lane, but also standby. I can see that. I can see that That would for be sure. my guess. Cause, and again, um, it's it's more intense, I think, than most people, especially for Epcot. Like, there's been a lot of people talking about that the demand for it is not as high as maybe they thought. And I can tell you, like, it's about my peak of roller coaster with Guardians. It's Okay. It can do it, but like it's a little bit, it's a little bit much for me. So I think for a lot of people, it's the same thing with like Velocicoaster Universal. It's so intense, the wait times usually are pretty low because it just the more intense of a ride, the the the, uh, the demand for it isn't quite as high because some people just don't want super intense rides. You know what's funny? Just to go on a little tangent for a second. So I, you know, I rode Guardians of the Galaxy the twenty eighth, so like last Monday, mm-hmm. I think, the day before that. I rode Hagrid's Magical Motorbike Adventure. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now, Hagrid's is more intense. Yeah. Because it, it it goes faster. It's not in the dark. It goes faster, but I just forgot how intense it was. Um, so I, I don't know if it... Again, it just well, depends. Well, it's intense like, it's fast. And you're on a motorcycle. I um, get it. So, if you're on the motorcycle, you better hang on. I was on the motorcycle and I was like, I literally, again, I forgot because it had been so long since I've ridden it. Yeah. It'd been like February. Yeah. Yeah. It'd have been February. Yeah. yeah. Um, that I was like, I was like, oh, man, this ride is so intense. I love it. It was so intense. I remember I, I had a lanyard on it. It blew off because yeah. I didn't even realize it on the ride. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, Guardian's just in the dark and it spins so much. Yeah. I think that's the other thing with it too. But yeah. So yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. But if Tron will have a virtual queue whenever it does open. So. Okay. Uh, all right. The uh, next door we have is Splash Mountain. We'll be going through uh, the laughing, laughing Place for the last time mm-hmm. on January 22nd. Yep. On the 23rd, it officially closes to prepare for the refurb into Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Bayou. Bayou. Bayou Adventure. Why can I not get that word right? Yeah, Every no, time no. it comes across, I, I mispronounce it. Bayou, I believe. Bayou. Thank you. Bayou. Um, you say it like someone from Louisiana. Bayou. Bye. Okay. Because you can't really understand them too much, at least in my <laughs> experience. Well, all right. Well, you know, it's closing in January. It means it'll be maybe chillier than normal if you want to get one last ride in. I think my mom, my mom wants to ride it one last time before it closes. So, yeah, it'll be chilly. Those, <laughs> sweatshirts and ponchos. Bring those sweatshirts, parkas, and ponchos. <laughs> what are you doing today? Riding, riding Splash yeah. Mountain. I wonder what they'll do with the, the little children's play area. Like you just rename it to something, Tiana. Yeah, or just, well, they could just keep it how it is. It's called the Laughing Place, which is they part could, of the I ride. Could, you can almost see them keeping that just the Laughing Place, and just that's an old that becomes like an homage to the original ride. Maybe. I mean, that, maybe, yeah, I could see that. But yeah, anyway. So, yeah. Anyway, that's happening. So yes, and the uh, last story we have is the Snowball Express from the Gary Sinise Foundation, who should be still part of Mission Space. <laughs> okay, I'm still bitter. Okay, Jared. I don't know why you decide you're going to remove Gary Sinise when you're going to space anyways. Sorry. Still mad. 
Um, so the Snowball Express from the Gary Sinise Foundation arrived in Disney World this week. The organization serves surviving spouses and children from fallen heroes. Mm-hmm. So it says every year the foundation brings over 1,700 families to Disney World for five days. So They got to walk down Main Street and yeah. have a little pre-form. Gary was... Sinise is a, a, a good dude. He does a, he does yep. a lot of stuff for, um, you know, especially when spouses of, of mm-hmm. fallen soldiers and things mm-hmm. like that. So. Yeah, and you can donate. I'll put a link to the to the um, uh, the website if you guys ever want to donate to this cause. It's great. So, yeah. And if you see them in the parks when they do when they go, they have a special lanyard that'll that'll say like where who where, where they're like who they are, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to spot them. So, um, they're very nice. I I talked to a lady a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, we saw some when we were there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they were really nice. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that will do it for the news. Uh, Jamie does have a poll time. Poll time. So I asked the members of the Capture the Magic Community Facebook group, as I do every week, uh, what method of payment do you use while on your Disney World vacation for merchandise, dining, etc.? And this was a you may choose more than one option poll because a lot of people will use more than one form of payment. Um, but here are the results. So 33% said they use a credit or debit card. A lot of people said Disney Visa card to get the points and the cash back and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, 33% also said Magic Band. Uh, about 20% said Div- Disney gift cards. Uh, 6% said Apple Pay and someone said Samsung Pay, which I didn't know they took Samsung Pay, but so that's cool. Um, 6% said cash and then 2% said other. I don't know what other would be. Bitcoin. Diners Club. You take Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin. Mm, okay. Cryptocurrency. Um, but a lot of people will just do a mixture. Like a lot of a lot of people will do they'll charge their stuff to their magic band and then they'll pay it off with gift cards in the at the front desk. That's like that's becoming way common now. Have you noticed yeah. that? The I think that at least for me, the question comes down to I would rather put it on credit cards that have rewards versus right. doing you can save that's a little bit. That's what people are saying with the Disney Visa. Yeah. So you can save a little bit doing the gift cards like you say five percent usually. Mm-hmm. But uh depending on your credit card, you might save more with points, but it's kind of, you know, however you want to handle that. Right, exactly. Um, But cash definitely didn't get as much as I thought, which doesn't make, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. It's people don't really carry cash that much anymore. What about just coins? Just, I, that could be the other 2% said just coins. Could be coins. You could carry Um, around those, the the JFK coin. It's like a dollar. Are they? I think they are. I think they're dollar coins. Okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, so uh, thank you everybody for participating in the poll this week. Uh, I have a, po- a new poll next week. Yeah, if you want to be a part of the next poll time, you can join the Capture the Magic Facebook community. That's where Jamie posts those, and uh, your voice can be heard there. And it's also a great group if you got you know upcoming trips or you just want to be around like-minded, you know, Disney slash Universal people. Then that's a great place to go. So go and check it out there. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Well, hold way. on, real, hold on, hold on there, Missy. First off, I don't know if we have copyright to that song. Oh, sorry about Second, that. Second, <laughs> as humble t-shirt merchants and candle <laughs> providers, uh, I guess it's a great time. That your song reminds me. We should tell people if you need Christmas presents for yourself, which who doesn't, and family members, mm-hmm. now is a great time to get them 
over at Capture the Magic. Absolutely. The 1901 Candle Company. Okay. So if you go to ctmshirts.com, we have shirts and we have candles. We have hats and stuff too. But Sweatshirts, hoodies. Yeah, lots of things. Uh, and you, we'll also give you a discount right now. So you may have missed Black Friday, but if you did, we can, we're still going to give you a little bit of a deal. So we're going to give you 15% off for the next two weeks for your Christmas shopping needs. So you can get all your presents. And if you order now within the next two weeks, you can get it before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you can wrap it and give it to yourself or to other people. We won't judge you if you give it to yourself. It's fine. But either way, so to go to ctmshirts.com, use the promo code CHRISTMAS, and you will get 15% off your entire order. And if you order over $49 worth of merchandise, you get free shipping as well. So you can mix and match it with candles and shirts and all that stuff. Save some money, get some presents, and uh, enjoy the holidays. So go to ctmshirts.com. Yes. All right. Well, our topic today is we are going to talk about uh, our homecoming. Is it homecoming or homecoming? It's Chef's, Chef Art Smith's homecoming. Okay. Homecoming yep. brunch that we had over at Disney Springs a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I remember it vividly. <laughs> so we can discuss it. So uh, okay. this was on October. This was dur- not October. Excuse me. This was during our Club 32 meetup weekend. So it was November 13th. And was, so we had to have two reservations. Um, yes. Because as we will talk about in a moment larger parties at Disney, the reservations get strange. So we had to have two reservations. So I made two reservations. I couldn't make them both under my name. I had to make one under me and one under you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I made one for 10 people and one for eight. I believe I couldn't make anything for 11. They wouldn't accept it. So I guess 10 was the max. Um, So I made one for 1045, one for 11. And I was just like, going to just hope and pray, get to the restaurant and they sit seat us next to each other. So we get to the restaurant, check in at the podium, which, where is Homecoming located? Uh, well, it's, I'm trying to think, it's it's not far from uh, uh, Morimoto. It's right across from Morimoto. Yeah, over mm-hmm. there, and then uh, Gideon's isn't too far from there. Yep, exactly. So if you know yeah. where Gideon's is, it's like around the corner, right on, like right by the bridge. Yeah. And um, so, checked at the podium, and he immediately saw that we had two reservations that were basically under the same names. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared and Jamie. And uh, he was like, I'm going to try to get you guys seated next, you know, close to each other. I was like, that would be great. Thank you. 45 minutes later. <laughs> That's they accept. It was more like an hour. <laughs> it was, it was a long, it was a, it was a long wait to get those tables together. Which I, I don't understand. If you already but, had the reservation, why is there another hour wait when the reservations are, you know what I mean? Like I Because they were waiting for the table to get done. Like, that's what they were waiting for. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what they were waiting for. Yeah. So I appreciate them doing that because they could have just said no. They could have said no. And we just had to eat separately. Um, but they did get those tables close together. We sat out in the patio. Mm-hmm. We and did. Um, which was a, it was like a, it was a decent day. It was kind of drizzly. It was a little drizzly. But it wasn't bit. hot. So at least there's that. Yeah. Um, and uh, like we said, this was brunch. How we, we had not had this before, had we? This was our first time. It was the first time for brunch. So we've had homecoming quite a bit, which I really enjoy homecoming. It's always really good. It's but always really this good. is the first time we had brunch here. It's yes. called Rise and Shine Southern Brunch. Um, and they do, they serve, obviously, they serve a lot of chicken. <laughs> obviously. Um, and a lot of like traditional stuff like French toast. They have um, a breakfast bowl. They have uh, eggs benedict. They have parfaits. They have the fried chicken and donuts. Do you want to talk about what you ordered? So I always, the thing I love here is the thigh-high chicken biscuits. 
That's what I always you, get. You need to explain these puppies because they are so good. So they're they are chicken thighs. So chicken thighs are a little bit more of a flavorful uh, type of chicken cut versus the breast. Um, which there was a mix up with this, but anyway. So it's it's uh, <laughs> it's thigh chicken biscuit. So it's it's uh, chicken thighs that have a hot honey on them, mm-hmm. and they have their rolls at home coming really good. So just put between rolls. There's three of them. So technically, this is an appetizer. You mean the the cheddar biscuits? Yeah, they put the cheddar biscuits between. Not rolls, cheddar sorry, biscuits. Sorry, excuse me, cheddar biscuits. There is I'm a difference. So sorry. Yes. Uh, but this is technically an appetizer, but I always get it as a meal, and it's very mm-hmm. good. So, I mean, you could get this and share with people, but I don't like to share. Right, so, and this is on the lunch and dinner menu. This yeah, is not this on the was brunch not on menu. the brunch menu, right. but I always just get this because this is what I... I yep. like, the brunch menu looked okay, but I always I know I like this. So this is what I got, so I probably should have tried something different. But at this Understandable. time, I was hungry. And we had been waiting for like an hour, mm-hmm. and I really wasn't in the. I will say when we ate here, I, w- I was a little. Our children were being a little chill. They were being children. Oh, they were being, being children. Honest. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like uh, I wasn't. I was just like I know I like this. I will just get this because I was just hungry. But <laughs> okay. Um, and what then, did you get? Well, I got the French toast. It's uh, thick slices of griddled bread dusted with powdered sugar and served with a spiced cane syrup and seasonal fruit. Choice of side items, and I think I got bacon. Yes, I got bacon. Um, this is pretty good. I had some of it. It was good. It was it was the the bread was interesting. It was very um it was like crispy on the outside and like doughy on the inside, which is really what you want for French toast. It I was pretty good. Um, and egg, I, or also known as eggy bread. Eggy, I don't like that term. Eggy bread. I'm just saying that's what it's also known as. All right, fair enough. Uh, but I, I ate the whole thing, so it was good. I enjoyed it. Um. You also got a they drink. They do, and I did. I did get a drink. I got a strawberry mimosa. It was. It was needed. <laughs> it was needed at that point. It was a long. The it was children. A, it was a tail end of of <sighs> meetup weekend. We were tired. It was yeah, but it, I think the drink helped you a little bit there. Sometimes our kids are fine in restaurants. Not this day. This day was not. They were. They. Our daughter was mediocre our son was all over the place so <laughs> um so i was just like give me some some drinky drinks um so i had it and it was good i i think i drank all of it or most of it i believe you drank it all yeah because i didn't finish it and normally that's what happens so. well okay yeah. um by the way the french toast that i got was 17 dollars, and the mimosa i believe was 12 or 13 and then your thigh high chicken biscuits were 17 as well which have gone up in price over the years. They used to be like closer to like fourteen, I believe, when it first opened. I, well, you know what, prices are growing up. I well, okay. listen. I understand. <laughs> um, yeah, the the one thing I will anything I just want to add about your food. Oh, um, do we remember what my mom got by any chance? I'm trying to rack my brain thinking, but I don't remember. Did uh, she get the chicken? She got the chicken sandwich, right? Yes, she got okay. the chicken sandwich, and she really liked it. I remember her talking about it. Yeah, she also got a margarita. She just did a margarita. get a margarita. Yes, your mom doesn't um, drink much unless she's at Disney with us, and then she'll drink a little bit. Yeah, yeah, she got that. She got the chicken sandwich with macaroni and cheese, and the mac and cheese. She goes, "This is the best mac and cheese I've ever had." I was like, "Mom, you are correct." Mac and cheese at at homecoming is really good. So good. It's 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 got that cheese pull too it's so much cheese over the top and it comes like a little tiny individual skillet a cheese pull when you take that first bite i'm not even a macaroni and cheese girl y'all but i need this mac you and cheese y'all yeah i'm in, i'm from florida now okay okay <laughs> right. but um so highly recommend that side dish um but she also got the chicken sandwich she said it was good she liked it a lot, i tried so. it it was good and then everybody else around so we had like you know 
almost 20 people eating. And uh, they got a plethora of things, yeah. yes. Everybody everybody enjoyed their food. So mm-hmm. we, we, did, we went around and asked people, and every, I mean, a lot of people... You know, I don't hear anybody say they didn't enjoy it, so I think it was good. It's all I mean, it's it's like a it's like a go to place. Homecoming's very good. And this will get into my issue I had with Disney dining. I guess we'll move on to this part of it. You've you've alluded to this before, so there is a major issue at Disney when you have a party over, I'll say, eight people. Mm-hmm. In that either it's the systems in which Disney uses, or I don't know what else, but if you have over eight people Dining at Disney is kind of a nightmare. And this is the fourth time this has happened where, for instance, we had to wait over an hour. And then we, you know, food-wise, food-wise, everything was good, but there was mix-up. Like, we had two, there were two separate waitresses. Mm-hmm. So, so there were two tables, two separate waitresses. The other table, they got their food quickly, no issues. Our table was very slow. Food mix-ups. Um, service was, you know... It was just hit or miss, and and usually it just it just seems like anything over eight is just becomes this big issue with Disney, and I know there's pe- there, there's families that come all the time to eat here, but I just it, yeah it's just it's either going to wait a long time for tables or the reservations get weird because you have to split the reservations, and when you show up, they want to form them together, which then leads to delays because they have reservations for like a party of eight and a party of seven, and mm-hmm. then they decide oh we're going to put these people together, so then you got to wait for this giant table. And then the service is, is it's like when you get this large group, it's it the service gets weird and it probably has something to do with staffing. Either way, all I'm saying is if you have a larger party, allow yourself some extra time because this meal mm-hmm. took us about two and a half hours. For, yeah. And from it, the time we got there to the time we left, it was it, it was a lot. It long. ate up a lot more time than we anticipated it doing that day. Yes, it did. And this is again like the fourth time this has happened. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to have a larger party and you want to eat at Disney, allow for way more time than you think. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. And it doesn't mean the food... Yeah. And, and none of these places, the food hasn't been bad. It's not that the food hasn't been good. Right. It's just the service. And it's just... It, it leads me to think it's a it's a systems issue in which Disney uses that, for whatever reason, larger parties just cause a kink in it. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the mix-up? Well, and that just goes into the waitress a little bit. So I ordered... Thigh-high chicken biscuits, right. which is, a again, they're chicken thighs. Mm-hmm. Another person at our, at our table, she ordered chicken. She ordered thigh-high chicken biscuits, but she wanted them substituted with chicken breast. Right. So it's an extra. And she's done this before. Yeah, and it's yeah. an extra. I don't know, it's not a big deal. So they bring out the one with the chicken breast, and they just said thigh-high chicken biscuits. And I was just like, and no, and I, I waited. Nobody else said really said anything. But, oh, okay, yeah, that's what I ordered. So then the other person is waiting on their food, and they brought out another thing, the chicken biscuits. Well, basically, there's a food mix-up, and then our waitress said, oh, you grabbed the wrong one. And I was like, I didn't grab anything. You said thigh-high chicken biscuits and placed them in front of me. I, I, I wasn't able to tell that, you know, it the was difference. it was breast right away. So then that caused a delay. Um, and it was just weird verbiage for, as a, as a waiter or waitress, that's where you just go, oh, I'm so sorry. I brought the wrong thing. I thought it was well, odd to. Yeah, you could tell like you were a little peeved by had what what had happened, but again, it, like it wasn't your fault. It just it just. Well, I think that's the thing happened. where, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, we already had to wait a long time for the table, and I'm very like, I'm a very pleasant person, especially dealing with people. But it's like, the first reaction was, "Oh, you grabbed the wrong thing," and I was like, "I I didn't grab anything. This was placed in front of me and right, said this right. is what you were." So. Um, and I know mistakes happen and, and it's not a, a knock on saying like, oh my gosh, what a, you know, terrible waitress or anything like that. It just further goes into 
the experience of having a larger party at Disney just seemingly things like this happen. And and mm-hmm. I know mix up happens and I know mistakes happen and I'm full you know, and it doesn't change again. The food was great. Yeah. The food was fantastic. My yep. only beef has been with larger party stuff is the inconsistency in the service. And sometimes, especially when we ate at um Yachtsman, I felt like the the service toward the children was odd given you're at Disney World. And if you want to listen to that episode back a few months ago, we had a large party at Yachtsman mm-hmm. and um you know, I, I just felt like the service was not good, especially when you have when you're having families at, at Disney World. Yeah. Um maybe maybe in general just servers in general just hate bigger parties because they know it's just a lot more work and they're just already just kind of like Ugh, about it but they i don't know get, what the reason but is but they but get the auto t- the thing i don't understand that about that is they're automatically getting like i think a party over eight you're automatically getting 18 percent tip yeah that's true so they're automatically getting a tip right well maybe that's why they don't have could to be it could be and that's the thing too <laughs> I, I will say to, to always watch out for this is like a lot of people don't understand that they already have included the tip in larger parties and then you tip again so, because mm-hmm. they, they don't necessarily tell you that. Right, but, right. Um, I yeah. mean, as far as, like, um, the food goes, like, I really enjoyed the food. Everybody around us enjoyed the food. It was, like, really good. Food was great, it's yeah. It's always good here. Yeah. Now, the experience we had with the with the, with the the service and, the, and, the, and being seated late and all that stuff, like, that's not going to deter me from eating here again. That's just what happened with the big group that it's we had. It's just going to deter me from eating, eating with, with a big groups, group. Right. To be honest. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Jared, we got a group of 10 going to homecoming. You want to come? Nope. <laughs> I mean, at Cut this me point, out. I mean, th- again, it's a, it's one or two times is, is okay. Things happen. Once you're talking four or five times consistently in the past year alone, mm-hmm. uh, that's a trend. And I just think, and I've talked to some other people too that said the same thing of, of yeah, it's like, it's just... Yeah, so I would say, I mean, obviously, if you want to, and, and that's what you plan on doing, just a lot for more time. But if you can control it, I personally would choose to have a smaller group at a meal. And again, homecoming food was great. It's always been great. I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever had a bad meal here. Mm-hmm. But yeah. again, the, and, I, and I know this has been brought up before, but the service since things have reopened uh, has been hit or miss depending on where you go. But again, I don't think that's an excuse. I mean, you're still paying really good money to eat at these restaurants. And yes, they're good. But I, I think that... Um, the service has still some areas where it needs to uh, be uh, improved upon. I'll put it that way. That's a fair statement. Yeah. Yep. So, so question. Yeah. Um, so we've 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 had brunch at homecoming. We've had brunch at the boathouse. Mm-hmm. Um, where else have we had brunch and breakfast? We had a lot of breakfasts and stuff. I mean, a lot of breakfasts. You know, Ohana, all those places. What's what's a place that you want to try breakfast or a brunch? That you haven't yet, because um, I feel yeah. like I feel Topolino's like Topolino's was really good. That was one we. I had. mean, that's yeah, that's yeah. breakfast. We've had that. Um, I mean, Boas is so good. I, I, I even... personally, I can't think of a place I want that we haven't had. Unless... Ale and Compass. Yeah, I mean, people I have been talking about Ale and Compass is really good. I have a hard time believing it'd be better than Boathouse. I love Boathouse's well, brunch. Is I didn't say it's gonna be better. I know. I'm just saying. I would. I would eat it. Obviously, I would try mm-hmm. it. But I can tell you right now. Uh, Topolino's Terrace and the Boathouse is two of the best meals I've had. Like breakfast, brunch, what do you want to call it? On property, it was great. Like yeah. and I've, I've had Boathouse twice now. Yeah, that's another one. The thing about Boathouse is different. It we've you know, granted we didn't have big parties when we went. That made part of it, but service is great. Food is really good. Never had any issues. Uh, but same can be said. Topolino's was was great too. So 
those two yeah. I think are my top ones. But I okay. would Alien Compass obviously I would try. But what about you? Um, I let's see. Uh, Alien Compass, yeah, is definitely one. I still have not had um, Trattoria Eliforno. I thought, yeah. But I'm waiting until the characters come back. To right, that. that's what I was thinking. So too, I'm not going to try that until we get little Punzi and uh, Ariel back in action. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I want to try Boma again. It's been a while since we had the Boma. Boma's good. Buffet, because we really like that. Um, yeah, I haven't had. I mean, I think if I had my choice of anything on property, I'd, I'd choose another meal at Topolino's. So good. I, really I just can't. Yeah, I can't with. And the crazy thing about Topolino's, yeah. at least as far as I remember, it's actually cheaper than Ohana. And I think it's better food. It's cheaper right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah, you give them time. Now, it granted, it's harder to get a reservation there probably. Right. But Topolino's is fantastic. Like yeah. that, I mean, yeah, some of the best food yep. I've had. And that we've had breakfast and dinner there. Consistently yeah. great. So what would you rank homecoming then? Like based on the other places we've eaten and this experience specifically... I mean, the, the, again, the food was fine. The food was good. Experience-wise, like how I felt after leaving that meal, I didn't, I didn't necessarily feel uh, the the most. I mean, I was happy. We were there with you know, obviously Club Thirty Two members and hanging out and talking. Like I enjoyed that aspect of it. Obviously, I wouldn't say it was the best experience I've had with the service, but I mean, homecoming's good. I love. I really like homecoming. We probably eat there at least at this point once a year, if not more. Yeah, um, we try. Yeah, I don't think it's on the same level as say like a Topolino's type thing or a Boathouse brunch. So I would put it in a category below that. I would. Here's how I look at Homecoming. It's fantastic middle of the road dining. It's it's not. I'm not gonna say it's cheap because it's definitely not cheap compared to like some places. But it's for Disney property. It's decent pricing and you get really good food and it's got a cool atmosphere. Okay. That's I mean, but what do you think? All right, what I mean, on a scale of like one to ten, as far as like breakfast brunches, whatever that goes, I give it a, I give it a seven, seven and a half. I'd give the food maybe. a nine and the service like a six. Uh, oh, fair enough. Okay, I'll do the same. That's what I would do. I'll do the same, yeah. and maybe it's just like a hit and miss kind of thing. Maybe we just gotten unlucky it, it, in it, the times we've gone. That's maybe the, that's I don't thing. know. The service in the past when we've gone has been fine. It's just, yeah. again, when we, this is the first time we've gone to homecoming with a big party. Yeah. And it, again, this is just a, a trend we've seen with the bigger parties. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, I would say in the middle of the road category, yeah, I'd give it an eight or nine. I think it's, I think the food's great. I think it's, yeah. it's again, got a cool atmosphere. You can get drinks here. They got a walk up bar. That moon, that moonshine bar. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. right by, you can get some outdoor seating. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right by the water if you want to be. Like, it's got really good atmosphere mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, everything like that. So, yeah. Speaking of breakfast and brunch, uh, we will be eating at Whispering Canyon Cafe for breakfast on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's been a few years since we've had that. It has. I it, Was it just you and me that went? Yes, it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's been a couple of years for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really like that place and we'll we'll give it a try again. And uh, yeah, we'll be in Disney this weekend, obviously, if we're going to be we in there. Yeah. Doing all the, the Christmas stuff that we didn't get to do in the in the last couple of weeks, including um, where we're going to be going to Animal Kingdom. We still have not gone to Animal Kingdom for for the Christmas. I don't think we've been since like September. It's been a couple of months. It's been a bit. Um, yeah. But we'll check out the Merry Menagerie, the Tree of Life, uh, Holiday Awakenings they have there. Then we've got more Festival of the Holiday stuff. We're going to check out the Jury Inn. 
That's where uh, it, it, Lake Buena Vista just opened. Just so opened at Disney Springs. Yeah. So we're staying there. Um, and then we're going to do some resort hopping around the monorail. Check out some of the decor. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that yet. And then uh, we're going to take a little jaunt. We're going to jaunt over to Celebration. What's a jaunt? It's just like a, just like a, like a, like a quick, like a quick go over like there. Like a quick uh, detour? I guess. Oh, okay. I don't know. All right. I just say jaunt. Okay. Uh, we're going to Celebration and we're going to check out the lights on Jeter Bend, which is a very popular light, neighborhood light show, I guess. Yeah, I've never been to um, Celebration either, so I'm ex- I mean, I think yeah. I may have driven through it, but I've never actually like spent any time in Celebration. So, well, they they do a Halloween and a Christmas thing. So, um, apparently, this is maybe the last year they're doing it. So, I wanted to to do it before they before they ended that. So. That's just like the going out of business sales. They just use that every <laughs> year. Of. Like it's going away. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, so yeah, we got lots of stuff coming up this weekend, and then we won't be back to Disney for a month after that. So. Yeah. So, and again, if you want to check out some of the live streams and all the content, then we'll be in uh, at Disney. Go to uh, Club Thirty Two CTMVIP.com where you go for that. So, yep. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we said, be sure uh, check us out on the socials as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Instagram, TikTok, uh, a little bit on Twitter, the Facebook group, Capture Magic Community. Uh, if you want to get, again, you want to get some shirts, ctmshirts.com, promo code CHRISTMAS. You'll save 15% off shirts and candles as well. If you want some of those, we do have the Christmas scents and some of the new ones there. And uh, order by the 14th, get them before Christmas mm-hmm. for those. And we yeah. also have some other shows on the network. We have the CTM Universal show where we talk about Universal Studios, which we just had a new, a uh, couple new episodes. One, we're talking about Epic Universe, everything you can expect from that that's going to be coming. And we just reviewed basically all the Christmas stuff at Universal, including the uh, Grinch character meal that we did mm-hmm. last week so uh, you can check it on this feed and also on its own feed as well uh, jamie has trip tales which mm-hmm. is her trip report show so we'll have a new one coming out on next, monday on monday yeah that's gonna be a two-parter yep this is part number one where we talk about his uh his trip with his family his wife in uh, disney world and then their experience on the star cruiser so yes and that probably the second part will come out uh, like we said, beginning of the year. Second part will come out probably the first week of January, and that is kind of a, a bonus, special bonus episode, and that's when they went to Olani. Oh. Yes. Fancy. Fancy. So check that out, and we have uh, Outside the Bubble, which is our uh, you know show we talk about things outside of Disney World and Universal Studios Bubble, and that one, we should have one this month. Um, It should probably be the not this coming week, Monday, but the Monday after that, and that's when we're talking to talk about Celebration, so... Yes. So check all those out and you can also check everything out on the website. Go to ctm.show and you can check out all the shows there. So, all right. Well, that'll do it for the show. So thank mm-hmm. you everybody for listening and or watching. And thank you, Jamie, for joining us. Thank you. And as Jamie always likes to say, we will see you in the parks. Bye. Bye.